Hey friends, Camila here with Introverted Improvisers to share some fun clips from an exercise I.I. has come to call Devil in the Details. Imagine this, you are in hell. Not hard to do. (laughs) I'm kidding. And as an improviser and storyteller, the devil has tasked you to tell a five-hour story. You realize that the only way to get through this Dickensian tale is to go deep on every single detail to stretch it out. And that's exactly what we're going to try to do. So for Devil in the Details, someone plays Devil and gives the condemned improviser a title of a story. The improviser begins to tell it, and at some inspiring point, even right away, they're asked to go deep for up to 60 seconds on a single detail. For narrative improvisers, this activity is excellent for removing plot and remembering to play. Here, a lot of our fables are very simple, but we enjoy the characters, the voices, their sincerity, and the world details that provide sensation rather than trying to figure out why it's some amazing plot point with incredible tension and climax and an immoral that leaves everyone feeling wholesome and wraps up in a bow. Ugh, ah, too much pressure. Additionally, we play Shakespeare a little more non-traditionally, having fun with wordplay, world building, and exploring detail with language, although we do have some narratives at Roundabout Shakespeare as well. For this exercise and your narrative practice or specificity practice for game or your world building, the red herring here is the title you're given. If the title is The Boy Who Had to Swim, we think we're going to have to get through the who, what, why, where of this boy and the swimming and what happened and the pressure of an amazing tale, but we don't even ever get to go there. As soon as the improviser starts telling the tale, they are asked to play in the detail, almost for a whole minute. Some of the stuff that comes out of this is amazing, and some of it takes time to find or to get to it, and all of that is okay. This is a practice, not a performance, and although this would be very funny to try to include as a character choice somewhere in your improv, you're not going to do improv or all narrative or all storytelling this deep all the time. It's just going to sort of permeate your brain for specificity later somewhere in that subconscious peanut of yours. This exercise asks you to pay attention to how deep you can go into anything, trust yourself on it, and listen. Again, there are gifts in every line, maybe even every word or like two-thirds of the words that you say. Everything is inspiration, everything is good enough, and you are enough. My struggle at the end of these clips is, I think, pretty vulnerable and therefore funny. I might lead this shit, but I'll be damned if I am quote-unquote good at it all the time, or at least as good as I want to be. Better than being good is being open and surrendering. Kind of like finding the funny. Don't chase the funny. Don't chase the good. Pursue your own honesty. So listen to us practice and struggle and laugh and therefore succeed in going deep. Karen, tell me about the time that you were swimming underwater for the reefs. Mm. It was a cold and stormy day. How, and- what's, what's cold mean? Go. <laughs> cold like your when your bones ache from the inside out where every molecule is hovered together in a common shiver that creeps all along the skin till the 
bumps of goosebumps cover your entire torso, head, neck, nose, and inside your mouth cavity. The cold where icicles grow on your eyelashes. The type of cold that your mother knew during the Depression era days in Glasgow. The type of cold that only someone who has grown up in the Arctic region can even conceive to understand. Time. <laughs> that was gorgeous. That was like that was just like really great storytelling. Karen was definitely a visual and all senses all-star, not to mention found incredible details from the corners of her mind. Now listen to Maggie, who is already a phenomenal storyteller, be asked to find the game in her version. Maggie, um, I'd like to hear um, a story about the Hundred Years' War. (laughs) Of course, devil. (laughs) (laughs) This is the tale, a tale... You already know in your life, in your dreams, in your darkest fantasies, devil, this is the story of the 100 Years War. Maggie, keep introducing it like you did. (laughs) But it's not the version you know. Keep going. No, devil, don't be fooled by what you've read. Don't even be fooled by what's been whispered previously into your ears. And don't ever be fooled by what God showed you. Because we all know how much of a liar that man really is. Because this is your exclusive definitive <laughs> version for only 9.99 a month of the 100 years war uh, time it comes <laughs> uh, this is going to be the 100 year story as well as going to be. <laughs> the story longer than the war <laughs> <laughs> Here at II, Brian is a natural game player, and so he found the fun in his. I want to hear the story about the time that your mom bought you a bag of cookies from the Vancouver Luckies <laughs> store. My mom went to the Vancouver Lucky store, and it was a magnificent store, 17 stories high. Keep going on about the store. It's magnificent. So many glass windows reflecting all the light. It air-conditioned. It will keep you cool all summer long. It was built after the great architect, John Bon Jovi, and (laughs) like to include a picture of himself on the walls of the building to make sure everyone knew that he was... Talented in many other ways. And the floors were marble. Uh, The shelves themselves were made out of gold. And he also liked to be the checkout person on Fridays. So people would have (laughs) somebody to chat with. He was a very lonely man in his later years. Awesome. 
poor Bela got a double hard ask. I realized in the first attempt at depth that I gave him that my ask was too broad. (laughs) My ask was too broad. So I went even more narrow and asked him to work harder. (laughs) Clarify your consonants, kids. Bella, you ready? Sure. You ready to tell a story? I want you to tell the story of the lion in the cage. The lion woke up one day, not in its normal wild environment of the jungle, but it remembered through now just dreams of the past. What did the jungle look like? Everything. The jungle that was green and overgrown with vines. Describe the vines. With vines that wrapped around trees, trying to strangle them to take the little bit of growth that they could because the trees darkened the skies and no sun came down. So the vines had to get some type of nutrients, some way they had to compete with the trees. So they grew up and up and up and up, wrapping themselves not only around the body of the tree, but around the branches until the branches. Beautiful. No, exactly. Something I like about this clip is that the more difficult it became to find detail, the more he reached in intensity as a storyteller, and that works really well too. Sometimes the depth isn't always in what you say but how committed you are to saying it. Sid is often an eloquent storyteller, and so in challenging her to not do her natural and smooth transition as soon as she's ready to do them, we made her muck about in the ridiculousness, and it became really fun and surprising. Uh, Sid, I am the devil, and I want a story about a very adventurous pet rock. Ah, yes. The story of the adventurous pet rock. It starts on the top of a hill, of course, the tallest hill in the region. It is 5,000 feet tall. Talk about the height of that hill, man. Keep going. (laughs) (laughs) The hill has been increasing in height over the years because it is a volcano. The lava seeps out of the hill at a slow, languid flow. Every morning, it just gloops out another layer. The glowing red slime oozes out of the volcano and hardens within the first few minutes because the atmosphere is very cold and time. Fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) Gloops. Love it. Here is the total immense fun when your team trusts each other and you mess with playful players' heads. The honesty of this reaction is an example of finding the funny. Rashid, I am the devil, and I wish to hear a story about the time that you watched the fallen idols in concert. Oh, man. That was a crazy night i mean so i elaborate on crazy all kinds of crazy go i drove to my friend's house to pick him up to get to the place 
And my car. Elaborate on the word. Elaborate on the word crazy. 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 Um, (laughs) The word crazy. Uh, (laughs) How how. Wild. It was. uh, Yep. Somewhat disturbing. uh, Yep. Frequently farcical. Yep. (laughs) Sometimes uh, when things seemed like it was the baseline of normal, it (laughs) would just go overboard. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Um. Multiple times I thought that they were going to lock me up because of said weirdness of the (laughs) night that was not normal in ways that normal should be. Time. (laughs) What? (laughs) That wasn't totally fair, but it was totally fun. And listening for that stretch is one of the reasons we enjoy watching short form or just watching improv generally, when we really have to just fly on our toes and trust what comes out. Here, our Anon friend just turned an abstract ask into what I thought would be funny, but it actually turned out really poetic and philosophical. The devil wants to hear a story about fear. The day fear was born was a Monday morning at the dawn of time. The world's first Monday. It had taken the black, the endless black of a Sunday evening. And the dawn was just beginning to rise above the horizon. Talk about endless black. What's endless black? (laughs) The endless black. 45 seconds of endless black. The endless black is where you look out and you see the bottom of your soul. (laughs) That you know that all times throughout history are contained within this black. That within that you can find every every answer to every question that you have ever asked and that anyone could dare to ask. Mm. It's where you have to face yourself and your limitations, and your inadequacies, that you have to struggle with your own identity, and what that even means compared to limitless black. (laughs) The sort of black that draws you in. Did you say time? (laughs) Oh, so good. Finally, my quote-unquote punishment clip shows me struggling between letting go and making stuff up or getting cerebral and trying to actually imagine the time as it was. All right, Camilla, it's your time. You're being punished for the things you've inflicted on everybody else here to die. (laughs) I would like to know why Mary Shelley wrote the story, uh, fuck, I forgotten of Frankenstein, I think it was. Uh, why did she write a book about the monster? Thank you. Mary Shelley was a damaged child born in a damaged time. Tell me about the time. Yeah. <laughs> 
from what we know or what I know from my exclusive studies is that it was gray, ugly, dark, pre all the luxuries we have of this society. <laughs> she probably had to write by candlelight, actually boil a pot of water to make tea. Her house was probably cold without central heating or air conditioning. And it probably rained a lot because that was a thing in Frankenstein. And Name the town she lived in and describe its inhabitants. I well, I have to make it up, but <laughs> Mary Shelley was born in, <clears throat> and <laughs> the people were just as she, but with the half brains that she had. Thus, her desire <laughs> to create Frankenstein, because secretly, internally, she wanted smarter people around. Anyway, I digress. The people were also full of boils and vitriolic hearts. And they were peasants, all the things you don't want to be in what was probably England or something like that. <laughs> and nobody, nobody's timing this. So no. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> uh, we'll stop there. I look back on this clip and think, ah, I should have committed to the fact I didn't know jack shit about the time of Mary Shelley and had gone harder on anything I made up because it would have been easier. But the more improv I do and listen to, I kind of just love moments like these. They're also humbling because I realize how hard it is to do this work and keeping it real keeps it fun. Hope you got some inspo for ways the devil in the details can expand your specificity, game, narrative, or just commitment skills. Try it out sometime. Have fun. Let me know how it went. Or come join me somewhere by checking out what I'm up to on introvertedimprovisers.com because I'd love to hear your voice and I've totally got your back. Well, <laughs> essentially what I, yeah, the, the stakes are you, you have to make this detailed, otherwise you will die. If you can't, you know, you have, like, the devil has said, tell me a five-hour story. And you're like, oh, shit. Okay. Well, I, I guess I better really, really, really get hung up on every detail. Um, so Because the devil is in the details? <laughs> <laughs>